All right, man, in case you don't recognize this guy, which would be a travesty if you didn't, <laughs> this is the legendary DJ Kid Capri. I'm sorry, my bad. I got to do it right. Kid Capri. There you go. What's <laughs> good, man? Everything is good, man. I, I, I'll be honest. Um, before I started recording, I was sort of going through the list of things I wanted to talk to Kid about. And he reminded me a lot of that stuff he's talked about before. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I agree with him. Yeah. So, so, so let's switch it up on him. Um, first time I met Kid Capri, uh, he was doing a show here in, in, uh, in Richmond. And things that I didn't consider back in the day that these current DJs don't have to worry about is Kid Capri had to move a lot of records from city to city. Yeah. Well, I, and, and, and his playing style, he couldn't move around with two crates. <laughs> The party would be over in 10 minutes if he just had two crates. This is a fact. All right. So with that being the case, man, just so that because a lot of the newer DJs don't understand the the struggle with crates, like physical crates of records Mm -hmm. for an average party that you would do back in the day. How many crates of records would you have to carry? I carried 15 crates around the world, man. I was the first dude to own two tour buses, a tour bus period. I own two of them, but I was the first dude to own tour bus in hip hop. Um, because of me traveling on all the planes with not with 15 crates of records, paying for all the weight, paying for all the extra baggage. I just said, you know what, I'm gonna buy me a bus. And when I went to go buy me a bus, they laughed at me like, you know, people don't buy buses. They have them come out, they go on tour for three or four months, they send the bus back. Nobody buys a bus. So I went and bought my first bus. And I uh, gave him a big bag. And that came when I bought my second bus. He was like, wow, this is crazy. And I bought a bigger bus. And that's how we traveled. And then, um, at, you know, we did that for a long, long, we did that for a few years. That's a lot of mileage, though. You know what I'm saying? So I got back on the planes and, uh, you know, started doing that. You know, that's what I'm doing now. I mean, you know, be on the plane and just doing what I'm doing my thing. I want to buy me an RV, though. Okay. You know what? I think that's like once you reach a certain age, you want to travel. And that seems like a cool way to, because I was thinking the same thing especially those RVs that can open up and turn into basically houses mm-hmm. once you park. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. man. Yep. Yep. All right. So, all right. So once they switched over to, to Serato or, you know, the, the electronic. Were you one of those people that waited or were you excited? You know, cause a lot of, a lot of the traditional older DJs was like, nah, I'm good with my records or were you one of them that embraced it at the beginning? I mean, at, not at first, you know, Jazzy Jeff was the one that kind of pushed me to, to do it. You know what I'm saying? I was, I like the way my production look. Yeah, keep in mind, you know, I set a trend in the DJ business for, you know, doing a lot of different things. So as many things as I innovated, I always like to keep things looking a certain way. And, and when I had all the records behind me, it just made it look like a big production. Right. You know, what I'm running in the record, catching it the last minute, dropping it, you know, it amazes the crowds. So I thought that once we get on the survival, it was going to take that, that, feel away from it but it just got even more crazier um you know so my shows be they be nuts but it, it, it i thought it was going to take something away from it but um you know after i we, we did deaf comedy jam in 06 we came back and did deaf comedy jam and they wanted me to play my own beats on the show because they didn't want to clear the music so right. that's how i started using the serato i put my beats in the serato and i started playing it on there and then next thing you know, I started putting break beats and the reggae records. And this one, next thing you know, I had everything in Serato. So it went from there. But for a minute, it took a while for me to, you know, to get on it. And even now, like, I'm on turntables. I'm not on the controller. I'm going to do the controller thing. 
And I'm, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm a, I, I've, I've witnessed it. We were at an event like a, I want to say like a month and a half, two months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the turntables were there. They, they, they was they're, they're still official, young official, fella. Official, Look, super they're, official. They're, they're still official, young fella. Super official. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. I ain't got nothing against the controllers. It's just saying for me, I got to touch the needle. I, I want my crowd to see a certain kind of performance, certain level of things. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, the push button thing is cool. It's just not where I came up on. It's not what I do. And some things are going to change. Of course, you're going to move with the changes, but some things got to remain the same. And uh, for me, that's just one of the things that I'm real. I came up on that. You know, um, we have all this different technology that's moving and stuff like that that we can use to help us. But, when I look at something, I want to see you work. I want to see you really do your shit. You know what I'm saying? The same thing when I see a rap on stage, I want to see him ad-libbing over his own words, over his record, running up and down with his jewelry up on the stage. I want to see him perform. I want to see him mess up, get hoarse, lose his voice, <laughs> all that. And that's what a performance. I want to see, I can hear your record on the radio. I want to hear a record on the radio. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. certain things got to be a performance and got to be bigger than just getting by. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that's what the control is, but for me, I just like to work and keep moving and touching the needles. And I don't know, it just feels different for me. It's, it's your thing. It's my thing. You know what I'm yes. saying? Even though I have controllers, I got control in my studio. I got, got the, the, uh, the rain one. I got, I got, you know what I'm saying? I got right. all that stuff in there. But, but you're always in on those 12s. There you go. Yes. No, I'm, I'm the same way that my, my, my Rev 7 is right here. Mm-hmm. The cover is on it, and it's dust mm-hmm. on the cover. <laughs> the 12s are right there. The computer's connected to the 12s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get it. it. Yep. I get it. I, a lot of people uh, know you as Kid Capri, the DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, people in hip-hop that really know, know that that's something that you do out of just regular joy. You get paid for it. But you're a producer, producer. I'm a producer rapper. Did you hear my last album, The Love, I put out last year? You know what? I did not hear the album. You should have heard the album. I'll tell you what. You should have heard the album before we did this interview. No, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. Probably one of the best albums out right now. I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. While you tell people the different artists that you produced, I'm going to go on here and I'm going to get the album right now. All right. I produce Jay-Z. It's like that. Got a Grammy for that. Gave him Hard Knock Life, which 45 King produced, but it was going on my album, but I gave it to Jay. I did uh, Madonna, I did 50 Cent, Rowdy Rowdy, I did Nothing But Love for Heavy D. I did a lot of records, man. I can't remember all the records I did. I produced three of my albums. Um, still doing something, about to drop the Hoodies album, a new group that's out, that's coming out. Oh, the, 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 the Freestyle Cats. Yeah, the, the, the brothers, the brothers. The brothers, yeah, yeah I, just, I just finished their album. They're mean, they yeah, are mean. Stupid. Yeah, I just did a joint, produced their whole joint. I got... uh. Another kid named Fuchs I'm working with that's incredible. Uh, yeah, so I'm you know I got some things coming, but I got two albums. I, I finished four albums. I got four albums ready to, to, to drop soon. So I got two albums that I did. One is a battle rap album called Top Tier that I started five years ago because I always been rocking with the battle rappers way before artists started working with the battle rappers. Once they got on, I was helping them try to get on. So that's why I was so respected by them. They came and did this album with me just like that. It was incredible. It's an incredible album. I just didn't drop it because I didn't feel like it was time for me to drop it yet, but I'm going to drop it soon. And uh, it's going to move. And uh, that, uh, I'm dropping More Love, the second part of the Love album. The Love album that's out right now, More Love is going to be part two of it. So yeah, you got to listen to Love. You should have heard the love before you called me, man. Well, you know what? It was meant for me to talk to you for the simple fact that now I'm downloading the love. This one right mm-hmm. here, right? Hold on. Absolutely. Yep, we good to go. 
Absolutely. That's what I'm going to be walking to this afternoon when I get these steps in. Absolutely. There you and I go. Seven, I put seven videos. I put five from the album out so far, and I put two. Uh, I put a freestyle record out called Free to Style Video. That's out. And I got. Uh, I took the Snoop Dogg record, uh, Serial Killer, and I did. And that's the last video I did. But the album, I produced my whole album. I wrote my whole album, performed my whole album. I only put my own, my daughter on there, Vina Love. I put a reggae artist on there, Mr. Lex. And I put a R&B artist on there named, uh, named Lavelle. I ain't put no mainstream artists on there. Not a bunch of different features. When you hear this album, you're going to be very, very, very happy. This album is doing really good. People love this album. I haven't got a complaint since I put it out. All the okay. videos are good. So it's really good. I'm really proud of it. Okay. All right. So um, I had the opportunity, like in the last few weeks, I talked to Big Daddy Kane. I talked to uh, Maceo from De La Soul. And... People don't realize the different situations you find yourself in as you travel in the world. Mm -hmm. And most most artists could write books and people wouldn't believe half of the stories that are in the books because they're just so out there. What's mm -hmm. one of those things that that may have happened that, you know, the average person don't know, like something that happened somewhere and, they, and there's no way that happened with Kid Capri? Um. I don't know if I understand the question. What are you saying? Like, like, like is there was it has there been an experience? You know, like I give you a perfect example. Like Maceo, you know, I asked him uh uh they did that song um The Art of Getting Jumped mm -hmm. on one of their albums. I was mm -hmm. like, is that real? Did that happen? And he explained the situation. No, we were we were over in a foreign country, these dudes jumped me, and I barely got out of there with my life. Um, to tell you the truth, no. <laughs> I never had no, we know, I'm going to be very real with you. But traveling 200 shows, 250 shows from 19, I'm sorry, from 1988 mm -hmm. to the pandemic. I've been traveling all my life. I've been everywhere. Done it all. We never really had that type of energy where we had, I mean, there's, there's been times we have, a couple of fights, a couple of people got knocked out or whatever, you know, it right. happened a couple of times. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you one, one thing that happened. One time I was on stage in Atlanta, me and Nas had a show. Okay. And um, I'm on stage and some kid was in the crowd and he kept screaming out, yo, play Master P, man. Yo, fuck that, man. Play Master P, yo, yo. He kept saying this shit until I ended up jumping off the stage and knocking them out and getting back on stage. <laughs> and they danced on them. I remember that happening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, <laughs> nothing else too heavy. <laughs> yeah, and the sad part is I'm picturing that. Yeah, I jumped on, I, I warned them a couple of times. And the last time I just leaped off stage, knocked them out um, right in front, right? Laid them and the girls was laughing. It was funny because the girls, it was a bunch of girls, like, you know, it was, the crowd was packed, it was ran. Right. And the girls was just laughing at him, pointing at him on a joint. I jumped back on the stage and they were like, damn, they're stepping on him. Because he was, you know, some people want to be seen, they want to be heard, and right. they want to be negatively heard and seen. So it is what it it's is. It's like, hey, man, you want to be a spectacle? I'm going to help you with that. And I give you warnings. I'm giving you warnings, but you ain't going to come on my show and disrespect me, man. Come on. That's right. not necessary. You, you, you sort of alluded to it a, a minute or two ago. You've been everywhere. Is there any place that you haven't DJed that you want to? Like any place or event that you haven't done? I mean, I'm always, 
I'm sure there's plenty of places I haven't been, plenty of events I haven't done, but I've done a, so many, man. And it's kind of hard to like think of it because everything that comes out, they either call me first to do or do the last of it or do the main event of it. And it'd be in every city. It'd be in every state. I've been to every state, been to every island, all through Europe, you know, and to, to get that kind of love for as long as I have, you know what I'm saying? It's truly a blessing, man. You know what I'm saying? Because they got people in their own city that can entertain them. And for them to call me every time to come out there and do that, they don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to spend the money to have me come and do it. But that's what we work for. As long as you work and you really work hard and you really care about your fans, man, they're gonna, it's going to resonate with them. And they're always going to want to feel that, that energy. So that's why it happens, but it's dope to just go around the country and be accepted everywhere. I never had a bad show. I never had, got booed off a stage or nothing like that. There's been times when the crowd may not have been as, as big as I wanted it, right. and they still get rocked out the way the 50,000 people would in the stadium or, you know what I'm saying, this energy never goes. So I'm grateful in that way. All right, so I don't know if this is stepping on a, a secret or if if, I gave Kid, well, in your case, it would be different. But if I gave Kid Capri the mm-hmm. opportunity to do a, uh, to do a um, audition mix, you got two minutes, three minutes. In your case, I know you could probably flip 30 records. But what would be the top five records that would be included in that audition set? Mm. It depends on what I'm feeling that day. Okay, that's fair. You know, it's the same thing like somebody saying, yo, who's your top five MCs or top five? I don't have a top five. I I respect that fully. Don't fully. have a top five. It's too it many depends, dudes. And it depends on your mood in that on that particular day, too. It depends on your mood in that particular day. And some people get caught up in record sales and, you know, but there's yeah. dudes that there was a Michael, like I always say in, in other interviews, there was a Michael Jordan somewhere when there was a Michael Jordan Right. When there was a real when real Michael Jordan was here, it was another Michael Jordan that you didn't know about somewhere in the world that was incredible. Right. That right. was never going to get known. You know what I'm saying? Same way that, that I feel like the, the greatest rappers in the world are battle rappers because okay. they're so brilliant. The, the, what they the way they do things. And if you know battle rap, you'll know what I'm saying. So, yes. Yes. You know, but they're not the, the, the record sellers. They're not the biggest record sellers. So how do you define what's top five? You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. By record sales, like, what are you going for? You know what I'm saying? So that's what is a lot of dudes that's, that Twist is one of the best in the world. That's Twist is one of the best in the world. How come he's not in top five conversation never? That's, that's, a, legit, that's a legitimate question. Okay, then. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody goes by the popularity of a person instead of the real skill set. You know what I'm saying? Everybody keeps yeah. going at Eminem because he's white. You're mad because he's doing white black stuff better than you are. Like Fifty <laughs> said, <laughs> that's what it is. You, the boy is nice. You can't right. take that from him. Why is you his name in your mouth every time? Like the boy is nice. You cannot fuck with him on no stage at all. Leave him alone. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. So that's why the top five thing is like, uh, all right. Okay. All right. So in wrapping it up, um, question I've been asking all of our legends, man. Uh, eventually. You, not that you want to be in a Hall of Fame, but you, you, you're a Hall of Fame worthy when it comes to hip hop, when it comes to music. At the end of the day, what would you want to be said about Kid Capri? 
he did it the right way. And he didn't cut nobody's neck, cut nobody's throat, step on nobody to get where he had to go. He did everything the right way. He kept his, his morals right. You know what I'm saying? He kept his uh, dignity right. He, he, he took his, he took his uh, job serious and he respects his fans to the fullest. That's the number one. We get on and we act like we doing the fans a favor. No, no, we're not. They turn them lights off, you're done. So they're the number ones. I don't make music for the industry. I make music for the fans. You know what I'm saying? And the fans are the ones that say you go or you don't go. And that's the bottom line. And if you don't respect that, you won't be here as long as I have. You know, and, and that's the whole key, the longevity. Sometimes people look at things like, you know, you've been here a long, well, not for me in my case, but a lot of people have been here a long time and that's not looked at as a great thing. It's a great thing. But see, being here a long time is one thing. That does, that's the, it doesn't make you a legend because you're here a long time. It's what you've done in the time that you've been there. That makes right. you a legend. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it depends sir. on what you're looking at. You know what I mean? Kid Capri, I appreciate the time, man. I know you're always busy. I follow you on social media, man. I you know. do? I, I know. I already know. You're moving around. Listen to the Love album, man. And tell Hello. all your, once you hear it, I'm even going to sell it to you. You listen to it, then you go and you do what you got to do and let I'm, everybody know about it. I'm listening to it today. I've downloaded it officially. We good to go. My dog, appreciate I, you, boy. I appreciate you, man. All right, Mike Street. <laughs>